What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. And you know what? It's been an interesting day because I had a random person today. Because I had I had on my on my denim jacket that you've probably seen if you watch the TikTok videos. I have a denim jacket and I have some pins and some patches on it. And one of the pins that I have says, are you stoned or just stupid? And I had that on my jacket today. And apparently, I offended somebody. Now, mind you, I didn't mean to offend someone. My intentions were not to offend someone. I said I was sorry because they were like, oh, that's marijuana. And I'm like, uh, yes, yes, it is. I don't see a problem with it. But apparently they did. And yeah, I admit, I probably shouldn't have worn that button to work. But you know what? If some of my coworkers can have waifu stickers on their car, I should be able to wear a button on my jacket, alright? I'm just gonna say it, like, flat out, just like that. But anyways, guys, so, today, to prove all those people that said, like, oh, if you smoke weed, you're gonna be lazy, if you smoke weed, you're never gonna be productive, you're never gonna amount to anything, you're never gonna have a job if you smoke, you know, your whole life is gonna go to hell, you know, you're gonna go to hell, drugs are evil, it's a sin. First off, there's more about cannabis than just smoking it. You ever heard of hemp? Hemp wick, hemp sails, hemp rope. Hemp. Guess where it comes from? Not in 100% of cases, I will say. Is it the same type of hemp? I'm not an expert, so I don't want to be like, Oh, you guys are all idiots. Hemp ball comes from marijuana. I don't know if that's even a fact. I know a lot of people call it the hemp plant because it was grown and it was harvested. Turned into ropes, sails, clothing, sandals. There, there's there's a lot of stories, and I don't even know 100% if any of that information is accurate. I might get curious and Google something about it later on, but this first article that we have coming up is from GQ.com, of all places, and it's titled The Productivity Secrets of Successful Stoners by Chris Gayamali. Yes, it was written back in 2015, but it's been updated ever since, which means I'm assuming that it still applies to today. And, again, tonight, smoking on that stizzy, if you want to see some cool pictures of it and you want to see, like, you know, podcast updates, regular updates, me post random shit, go ahead and go follow me on Instagram at LeeNicky. That's at L-E-E-N-I-K-Y. Should be right down there below on the page. Click a link. Go check it out yourself. I'm not sure. Do do, do whatever you're going to do. I am going to crank this music up real quick for a minute. Take a couple hits of my stizzy. Probably a couple sips of my Dr. Pepper. And then we're going to just dive into this article, like full on dive into it. So let's go. All right, guys. So anyways, I'm back. Let's get into this article. I'm actually really ready for this because I'm curious to see if if anything that like these dudes have told me or that this guy is about to tell me is going to apply to today and actually is some information that we can use today. I'm pretty sure it is like. I'm not sure, but let's get into it. And right here, it says, What do you think when you hear stoner, a bro with dreads, Bob Marley posters and lava lamps, vaporizers that look like spaceships plucked out of Deep Space Nine? Well, you're right. Huh. Wow. Holy shit. Called out in the first sentence. I actually have a lava lamp. It's in the other room. I might put it in the office. But again, the office is literally just like a closet. So, um... Maybe, maybe I'll set it up while I'm recording so I have something to stare at and zone out at during my little breaks, but, like, I don't know. But let's continue, because in 2015, with legal pot burbling up across the country like a fat bong rip, 
Alright, whoever wrote this is a stoner, and I appreciate that they let a stoner write an article about being a stoner. There are always plenty of folks defying the old stereotype, including some very smart, ambitious, and driven people who are more than out-earning their peers. We reached out to a few of them on the condition that they choose their own fake names. Oh, shit. Hey, let's see if we can guess who any of these people are. So anyways, here are a few things we learned. It can help you focus. One of the hallmarks of getting lifted is the obsessive tunnel vision state it puts you in. Sometimes that means snacks. Sometimes that means a rabbit hole of cat videos on YouTube. But when it's channeled into something project related, a little tote can go a long way. I'm just going to com comment on this and be like, you know what? Yes. Because if I didn't smoke during this podcast, I would probably just read the article, sit here, sound like a dinosaur, like not like a dinosaur, but like a zombie and just be like, yes. Take this for example. Here's the article. Like, I would seriously like. I don't I don't know, man, like. As, like, a podcaster and enjoying doing this, and I enjoy making the media, and I enjoy producing these episodes, like, smoking, honest to God, helps me zone in on this 100%. That's why some episodes are, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, and some episodes, the ones where I get really, like, absolutely turnt, and I'm thinking about shit and reading this article too much, and telling all kinds of stories and shit, those ones that can get up to, like, 40 minutes to an hour, I apologize. And, I don't know, man, like... It just, it, it happens. It helps me focus. And then it goes here. Take Annie, a 20-something Columbia grad student who works in economic development in East Africa and the Middle East. She says she smoked one to two grams every day since she was 14. Holy shit. I'm a pretty obsessive person, which can make me counterproductive, especially when I'm managing multiple projects at once. Smoking during the initial stages of a project, research and development, macro investigation, meta-understanding, Helps me connect the ideas slower, with more creativity and genuine interest. Alright, so get stoned before you invest in your projects. Smoking, she says, helps guide her impulses in an organic way. Plus, it only makes doing work feel like less work. You know, that that's another thing. Like, when, when I, if I do take my stizzy with me and do the safety hit like we've talked about in a couple episodes now, like, it's, it's just, it, it, it helps. It makes me more calm keeps me kind of mellowed out like I don't think about work as being work I think about it as like oh man like I get paid to be here like I should do a good job if I gotta go stock that cooler I gotta stock that shit full like if I'm gonna go like invest my time into doing the work then the work is gonna be done nicely it's gonna be done well it's gonna be clean when the next shift shows up like that should apply to any job regardless of weed or not but when I do smoke I find that I don't really forget things because I'll be walking around the store and I'll see shit like out of place Especially like in the candy aisle or like the chips will be moved like someone changes their mind of what flavor they want to grab So they grab a different one and put that one there and Like I'll notice these little details and I'll go fix things and I always have my eyes on the coffee machines Because we have to make new coffee every two hours and it's like if I have my eyes on it and I know in my head like Okay, the coffee goes at this time. This is when I need to do it Then I need to focus up Be aware of it and know that that's what I have to go do and it works. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, you shouldn't smoke weed at work. You shouldn't smoke weed at work if you're like, I don't know, a surgeon. But if you're at, like, the back room of a McDonald's doing fucking prep work, slicing pickles or whatever the fuck you have to do at a McDonald's, I don't know. Never worked in fast food. But, like, it can, it can be, like, a pain in the ass. But if you're stoned and you don't really care and you're not thinking about it and you just zone out for your entire shift and it goes by like that... 
Like, you can just focus up so much better when you're stoned. And for her, she even says after that, it's like reading a novel, it's like reading a novel versus reading an academic paper. Smoking helps me sink my teeth into things and set up a genuine interest in new fields and ideas. Doing an R&D with a spliff is like having a brain blast. You can tell whether I've been smoking by checking the margins of my economists. If they're clean, I'm sober. They're filled with annotations and notes. I'm highly functioning. All right, so for her, it, it helps her get through her workday. And then there's another gentleman on here. John, an editor who works at a popular magazine based in New York, has a similar approach. He says that smoking actually makes him more meticulous and careful. Like, getting stoned is just a way to, it's get, just a way to get way into something, and I get way into whatever work I'm doing. If anything, I move a little bit slower so I can double-check my work. In fact, if I'm in the zone of something, getting stoned helps me really fucking get really, uh, helps says, getting stoned helps me get really fucking in the zone, man. You know, I I can absolutely fucking agree with this. When I've been rereading posts or like posting things or listening to certain things or going on Instagram and scrolling through, whatever I like, whatever I see, whatever I enjoy, it's completely different whether I'm stoned or sober. And again, being able to get into your work and enjoy what you're doing, like, I'm not going to lie. I feel like if I was sober trying to record an episode like this every single night, I would not be able to function. I would not be able to focus up good enough to, like, absolutely zone in on anything that I'd be doing at the point in time. Like, it it would just be bad. Like, I would be absolutely just kind of, like, I I just wouldn't be as into it. And I'll admit that. I love doing this, but sober? Oh, man. I feel like when I'm sober, I put too much effort into things. I think about what I'm saying too much. I, I go back and I delete things and I edit more. And I like being stoned because it makes me... Not because it makes me lazy, but because it makes me, like, more open, more me, more I don't give a shit, you know, type of feeling, type of vibe. And, like, I don't know. Some people I know when they're sober, they're just assholes. And me, when I'm sober, I'm not an asshole, but I'm very, like, quiet and sarcastic. And I just get, like, scathingly sarcastic to the point where, like, People don't really want to talk to me because I just piss them off and I do it on purpose so they'll leave me the fuck alone. But when I'm a little bit stoned, you know, it doesn't bother me as much. I don't care. I can kind of just go with things and vibe with them as things come along. Like, it makes it so much easier. It's so much more fun, too. All right, and it also says, but it might help to set reminders. Now, there's a downside to the laser-like focus that comes with getting high. Forgetting shit. Ship. Shit. Shit is the word. Forgetting shit. Abe, who works in IT at a $100 billion tech company, whose services you use every day, likes to start his day with a nice fat dab to go with his cup of coffee. To stay on his to-do list, he is very aggressive about setting alarms for everything. I use Google Calendar, schedule a ton of reminders, and recurring things like bills. He explains in an email, mostly Siri and Google now. Google's better, but they're both useful. Oh, alright, okay, alright, 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 like... So he works at a $100 billion tech company whose services you use every day. So I'm assuming with the mention of Siri and Google, it's either Google or Apple. And, you know, either way, kudos to you, my guy, for being able to take a fat dab and go to a job like that. I don't fuck with dabs. I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more if I have to. And it's nothing against the dab people out there. I've tried dabs. I've tried to like dabs. I really want to like dabs because they get you super baked. The only problem is for me, I have to take super duper small dabs because otherwise I'm just gone. I'm just, what? Hello? Who are you? Welcome. 
I've taken dabs before. Oh, excuse me, cotton mouth kicking in. I got really, my mouth just felt like a, the Sahara Desert just kicked in right there for a second. But anyways, whenever I've taken a dab, like I've called out of work because one of my friends back in the day gave me a fucking dab. And the minute I took that dab, hit that dab and exhaled this giant cloud of smoke, I looked over at her and I'm like, was it supposed to be that much smoke? And she goes, oh yeah, it's a dab. And I'm like, all right, cool. I took a dab. 20 minutes later, dude, I literally cannot function. She calls work for me, tells him that she was giving me a ride, but we got into a car accident and we're both not going to be able to come in that night. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. And she goes, yeah, just sleep, dude, just sleep. I wake up on the couch, like, with, like, a plethora of snacks in front of me, like, she looks over at me, smiles, and goes, oh, you're finally fucking awake. And I'm just like, yeah, shit. Did I go to work? And she's like, no, no, you didn't. You greened out. And I'm just, oh, dude, it was, it was a bad time. The next up is, it's a reward. When I leave the office on the weekdays, I typically have stuff I need to get done when I get home. Side projects, personal emails to respond to, or work to prepare for the next day, says Chantal. 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 C-H-A-N-T-A-L. Former consultant at a top five firm who now does marketing for a startup. I typically smoke late at night as the wind down before bed. I feel like it's a treat then, like I've earned it. I have to agree, like, that. that's another thing that I do. I mean, I smoke most days, all day, every day, anyways. But there's just something to getting that last bowl at the end of the day right before bed. You normally smoke like a deep indica, get like super baked, zone out, watch movies or YouTube, and just fall asleep. It happens. It happens like that. Like, I seriously enjoy that last hit of the day. Like, that last, you know, you take that last drag out of your bowl, you cash out your bowl, you're sitting there just like, oh man, like, this is, this is great and everything, but like, holy crap, I'm freaking high. Like, it just, it just happens like that. And then you pass out and you go to sleep. Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with it like that. And it's, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you just want to knock out for the night. It's when you're just smoking weed to just get fucked up that, like, I tell people, like, if you're going to use, if you're going to smoke weed and you're going to smoke with your friends and have a good old time, don't smoke weed for the sole purpose of getting so high that everybody at the party is just fucked up. Smoke with your friends to the point that, like, you guys are all enjoying it and you're having, like, a good time. But, like, if somebody was like, hey, let's go for a walk around the block real quick. I feel like going outside for some fresh air and a cigarette. Stay at the point where, like, you can be the guy to participate in the activities. You can be like, oh, yeah, dude, I'll be there in a minute. Hold on. Don't be the guy that's, like, sitting on the couch at your buddy's house just like, fuck, man. I'm not fucking going anywhere, man. This shit isn't happening right now, man. Like... I, I don't want to do this, man. Like, come on. Like, that that's that's when you get that stoned at the party. That's when it goes from being a good time to just a complete shit time. And you're just absolutely focused on trying to stay alive at that point. And that's not the point that you want to get to. The point that you want to be at is where you're sitting there enjoying yourself, but you're not absolutely fucked to the point that, like, you know, you can't do anything. Because once you get to that point, there's, like, zero recovery chance. Once you get to the point that you can't do anything, it's super hard to get back to being functional without, like, taking a nap and hitting that reset button. And I believe that's what comes up next in this next section. You have to practice, though. Obviously, there are pros and cons to getting high that are unique to each individual. Sorry. Which means you'll have to practice to figure out what, what kinds of things, what kinds of things a blunt actually makes you better at. 
I've been smoking marijuana for more than a decade, so I'm at a point where it really doesn't affect my awareness or sensibility or thought process that much, says John, the magazine editor. I don't get distracted. I don't get I don't get munchies. It's just a matter of practice. Dude, I've been smoking for about 10 years now, and you know what? I, st- I, st- I still get the munchies, and I get a little bit of... Co- I get cotton mouth pretty bad, too. But my, I kind of agree with that. Like, my mental processes really stay with me. And the thing about me, too, is I can get, like, pretty stoned and then come back down and just be like, all right, cool, this is what happened, this is how I feel, and this is what we're going to go for. And it really doesn't ruin the way that I can, like, function. It really doesn't kill me in the way that, like, a lot of other things do. Like, the reason I don't drink, because when I start drinking, I don't want to stop drinking. I keep drinking until I'm fucked beyond the point of belief. And I get angry, I get upset, I get violent. Like, I, I'm just not a good, I'm not a good person to expose to alcohol. Not violent, I should say. But I like to argue. I like to debate when I'm drunk. And I know me, and I, I'm kind of an asshole sober, so like, let's be real. I would rather just smoke, maybe have a couple drinks. Get that little bit of a buzz going on. But no, no never let it get anything more than that in this day and age. Like... That said, you probably shouldn't operate heavy machinery or juggle sharp pointy objects or set things on fire. And there is no one-size-fits-all prescription for how to handle your shit. You're a special snowflake session tall. I have friends that tell me that whenever they smoke, the next day they feel groggy and cloudy-headed. In my case, I feel completely normal and like myself the day after smoking. No difference at all. No residual effects. Nada. Smoking is greater than drinking in my book. That's the quote that we're going to end that article on. Which is super interesting. And now... I'm going to go back, and I'm going to Google that thing that I said we were going to look up in the beginning of the episode. So anyways, guys, enjoy this music for a minute. I will return shortly. Okay, guys, what's up? I'm back. So I actually did go back, re-listen to what I said I was going to Google, because I'll be 100% honest with you, I totally, like, nearly forgot. I knew it had something to do with hemp. So the article that I pulled up now is, what's the difference between hemp and marijuana? And this is actually from weedmaps.com. And I've always been genuinely curious about this myself. I didn't read through this article or anything, no preview this time, so everything that I'm about to read is going to be a surprise, and we're all going to be learning something together today. I mean, I know I'm probably just an idiot and most people know the difference, but you know, I don't know. Let's get into it. Although hemp and marijuana are both classified biologically as cannabis, okay, so it is a cannabis plant. There are, a number of, there are a number of important differences between them. Here we'll break down the anatomy, history, use, and legality of the hemp plant to get to the heart of not only what distinguishes it from marijuana, but also what makes it a viable, versatile commodity. What is hemp? A variety of cannabis sativa L. Hemp is a dio, dio, dioecious plant. Oh, yeah, which means it can be separated into female and male plants. These plants have served a variety of purposes for more than 10,000 years. We get fiber from the plant stems, protein from the seeds, oil from the leaves, and oils from the smokable flowers. Hemp fibers can be used to make items including paper, clothing, textiles, rope, even building materials. Yo. Alright. So if we can make building materials and all this shit from hemp, why are we, like, seriously investing in these big multi-million dollar artificial fake companies? Not gonna say anybody's name. But, like... Why are we investing in these instead of just, like, letting people have, like, I don't know, just, like, a hemp farm or something? Like, come on. Can't we be 100% real about this? Let's scroll. The whole hemp plant, from stock to seed, can be used to make fuel and feedstock epic. For more significant applications, hemp can be divided into four categories. Bast fibers, herds or shivs, leaves and flowers, seeds. 
Hemp versus marijuana, does hemp have THC? Hemp produces a broad range of cannabinoids, including THC. However, it does not produce enough THC to create intoxicating offense. Offense. Effects. God, I again, I, I just smoked, so... We're here now, this is what's happening. <laughs> Although hemp doesn't produce a significant amount of THC, it's capable of producing non-intoxicating CBD in high concentrations. Ooh, nice. In fact, hemp-derived CBD is rapidly becoming one of the most popular forms of the cannabinoid in the market today. Awesome. Many countries differentiate hemp from marijuana by the amount of THC produced by the plant. The plant. The plant. In the U.S., industrial hemp is defined as cannabis sativa that does not contain more than 0.3% THC. All right, cool. So, and then Europe, it's 0.2 THC. Okay, so, yeah, I guess, like, it, you could smoke it, but it's not really going to do much for you. Can you smoke amp? The answer is yes. All right. Well, that answers that. CBD, though, testing test technically psychoactive, is a non-intoxicating cannabinoid and won't produce any form of euphoric high on its own. Oh, so you have to mix it with everything. It's never been easier to experiment now that you can find organic hemp flour and pre-rolls online. Ooh, and while hemp derived CBD gummies and CBD oil might be all the rage, smoking hemp allows you to self titrate for in real time. No waiting around for any subtle effects to kick in. Okay, so you feel it like right away, actively. Got it. Ooh, this music's kind of loud, but I like this song. Alright, then there's the added bonus of increased bioavailability. Through the active inhalation, your bloodstream absorbs CBD much faster than it would eating an edible or using a tincture. Okay. Your body will also have access to a lot more of the CBD in the smoke or vapor when it's inhaled. Sweet. Alright, so eating CBD makes it lose some of its potency in the pro- I can't read tonight. Jeez, I'm sorry, guys. I guess this is just a normal day for me. For a cleaner burn, consider lighting your hemp flower with hemp ri- hemp rick? Hemp wick. God. Raw hemp wick coated in beeswax offers a slow burn for all natural materials. And many users say produce a cleaner cannabis flavor than a lighter or a match. Yeah, I've, I've used hemp wick before. I think I talked about this in the last couple, one of the last couple episodes. Like, for a long time, me and a girl, an old girlfriend of mine, like, bought this big ass roll of hemp wick, and we literally started smoking bowls using nothing but hemp wick for like months. And yeah, while you still need to light the end of the hemp wick with a lighter, for not using that lighter to constantly smoke then it's absolutely going to last much longer. And I tell you, dude, like, this was at a time period where I had, like, cut way back on how much cigarettes I was smoking when I was quitting for the first time. So, like... Okay, nope, I don't want that song. There we go. Let's get something called What is Love by War Oaks. Don't even know. It's on the royalty-free playlist. Hopefully it's royalty-free. But anyways, yeah, like, I got super, super duper baked one time using hemp wick. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, there's just, there was a lot that, like, there was a lot that, like, had a difference to the flavor. I'll admit, there was definitely a subtle difference. You got more of, like, the weed flavor when you smoked with hemp wick. I don't know if that's, like, big facts or what, but, like, for me, it did taste different. Sorry, I went up on a little rant there. How are hemp varieties chosen? Depending on the desired final product, hemp cultivators are chosen based on several factors including stem quality, cannabinoid content, resistance to disease, time to harvest, hemp oil content, and seed production per acre. 
All right, so CBD production in particular has become a major factor in recent years. As the CBD market continues to grow, more and more cultivators are being chosen based on their CBD production and unique aromatic or terpene profiles. All righty. What is hemp used for? CBD oil is extracted from hemp and hemp leaves and flowers. More people experimenting with CBD oil. All right, a lot about CBD oil. Hemp fibers are primarily used for textiles, paper, building materials, and other industrial products. And then there's raw materials such as herds or shivs. Shives? Is it shives? Shivs? I don't know. Are short, woody fibers typically found inside the stock. They're used for making bedding materials, absorbance, particle boards, ceiling panels, compost, and other industrial products. All right, sweet. Had to hit the sizzy. It needed to happen. I need it for this. And then bast fibers make up the outer portion of the stock and are typically split into three categories, primary or line fiber, secondary, and toe. Is it toe or tau? Because I think it's tau for rope. They are categorized according to their cell strength and cell wall thickness, which will determine the fiber's strength, durability, and what it can be used for. All right, cool. Neat. How is hemp used as a food product? Ooh, here we go. Hemp seeds are rich in protein, dietary fiber, vitamins, and minerals. They contain an optimal range of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids for healthy consumption. A 2008 study also found that hemp proteins are more digestible for humans than common soy proteins. Okay. Hemp seeds can be used as food directly or via oil produced from them. Seeds can also be ground up for flour or water or mixed with water to create hemp seed milk. I never tried it, but I definitely, definitely would be down to experiment with that. That sounds like a good time. Like, it also sounds like it could be tasty. And if it's good for me, hey, why not? How is hemp processed? Processors use many types of techniques on hemp seeds and stalks. The technique used depends on the purpose of the final product. All right. So everything essentially here that I'm getting is, uh, it's based off of whatever the final product is. Like, depending on what you're going to use it for, what you're going to make it into, that determines the final, like, the quality of it determines what product it's going to be made into. Okay. That, that makes sense. Hemp seeds. Seeds can be doomed, can, can be doomed can be consumed whole or refined by processing and being crushed, pressed or crushed. Sorry, peak the mic. First time, I think that's like the first or second time this episode though. Good job, me. Being pressed or crushed to produce hemp seed, oil, and flour. These seeds are also shelled to make them more palatable. The remaining shells, which are rich in fiber, can be used for making flour. Well, alrighty, man. It seems like hemp has a whole hell of a lot of uses. Hemp stalks, okay. Processed through... Decor, all right, all right, decorticating, multi-step method, I just can't talk right now, I need to stop hitting the stizzy, I need to lay off the stizzy while I'm doing the podcast, man, anybody, anybody that knows how many mistakes I've made already, go comment on an Instagram post and tell me how many typos I've made, how many times I've stuttered this podcast, been getting better at it, but you know what, it it still happens, just happened right there, still happens from time to time. Alright, so this involves redding, a process in which plants are cut and laid out in a field for four to six weeks. During this time, any bacteria on the plant surface will break down the outer layer of the stalk. The redded stalks are then dried. Water redding is another option. The stalks are immediately dried after harvesting, then placed in water for a few days. Okay, it accelerates the growth of bacteria. Chemical redding uses acids, bases, and special enzymes to break down the compounds that hold together the strong bast fibers. Well, alrighty. 
Now we're, we're, we're learning today. We're learning about this. And I apologize because this doesn't seem like the most exciting thing to talk about. But if you've ever been actually interested in how like hemp differs from marijuana, then here we are. You've got the article. It's here. It's right in front of you. Like I'm reading it. We're going for it. How is hemp cultivated differently than marijuana? Do with cultivation and harvesting. Male hemp plants flower much faster than females and do not produce nearly as much fiber. In stark contrast on marijuana fields who seek to banish all males, most female hemp fields include sporadically placed males. All right. The male plants produce pollen. Yeah, that's how that works. Female plants used to produce seeds that are either planted for future crops or sold as food. In marijuana fields, male plants are typically eliminated to ensure the maximum production of sensimilia. Seedless flowers. Oh, okay. All right, that, that makes sense. That's why that, that explains why 90% of the nugs that you get. I mean, let's be real. Everybody has had that one batch of weed where you get like a bunch of nugs in it that are just like full of seeds. And that's not necessarily always a bad thing. If we're looking to plant a couple plants, even if it's just for like decoration to have a house plant, and you end up getting a male plant, like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, you know, then, then congratulations, you now have a male plant. If you get a bunch of females, you can make more plants, but they're going to have seeds. And while marijuana cultivation requires ample spacing to reduce the risk of mold or bacteria, hemp can be planted more densely. All right, so like a little mini forest. Most marijuana crops are planted are planted with one plant per four square feet. Hemp plants that are grown for oil are planted at roughly 40 to 60 plants per four square feet. Wow, okay, all right. Um, those grown for fiber are more densely planted at a rate of about 100 to 120 plants per square feet. Per four square feet. All right, so... That means in every square, there's like 120 plants. It's way more than you would do with regular weed. Makes sense. And then hemp plants are almost always cultivated outdoors as opposed to marijuana plants, which are often planted in greenhouses or indoor grow operations. Uh, like the one behind me on my shelf. Which, guess what, guys? Finally starting to plant my own weed. I know I've mentioned this, I think, a couple times, but I finally have like one plant growing. And they're from these auto-flowering seeds that we got online, and my sister gave me some of them. And I got some Northern Lights growing right now, man. And, it, yeah, it's auto-flowering. It's probably going to take a while. It's my first time growing weed. If you have any good tips or comments for me, go ahead. Let me know. DM me. It's send me an entire instruction manual if one exists. But, you know, that, that makes me genuinely happy that I'm growing my own weed and I actually have a plant growing. And hemp plants are almost always outdoors. Okay, we just read that. The specific order of crop rotation and types of crops being rotated with hemp will depend on the location of the farm. Hemp is also used as a rotational crop at farms where it's not primary agricultural product. Oh, so they grow it in the off-season when they're not growing, you know, I don't know, corn. Is hemp cultivation legal in the U.S.? The 2014 Agricultural, Agricultural Act, more commonly known as the Farm Bill, includes Section 7606, which allows for universities and state departments of agriculture to cultivate industrial hemp as long as it's cultivated and used for research. Oh, neat. As part of the Agriculture Improvement Act of 2018, the Hemp Farming Act of 2018 reclassified hemp with less than 0.3% THC from Schedule 1, the federal government's most restrictive classification of controlled substances, which are considered highly prone to abuse without medicinal benefits. And, oh, and without medicinal benefits. You know what? It still bothers me. That there are so many people that swear up and down that cannabis has no medicinal benefits. Dude, if I didn't smoke weed, I probably would have, like, slapped the shit out of at least five people today. 
you know, had I not had THC in my system and been able to control myself, like not 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 saying that I'm an angry asshole that beats people without it. That's a joke. Please take it as one. But like it, it genuinely helps me relax, helps me vibe more, makes me feel a bit better, helps me focus up at work. Like helps me when I'm here recording the podcast. Like I I don't know, man. I don't know. There's just so many people. It helps with my anxiety, the depression, gives me like munchies so I eat food, like makes me feel not so bad about things. Cuts back on stress, makes me feel healthier. I don't know. And under the Hemp Farming Act, hemp cultivation is no longer limited to state departments and universities. In addition, the act gives hemp farmers the right to water, crop insurance, and federal agricultural aid grants, as well as legal access to national banking. Ooh. Hemp may also be transported across state lines, which means you can take hemp with you wherever you go. State laws. Prior to the Hemp Farming Act of 2018, 41 states had passed industrial hemp-related legislation. Legislation. 39 of those states legalized statewide cultivation programs that define hemp specifically to differentiate it from marijuana, establish licensing requirements, and regulate production. The Hemp Farming Act now requires state departments of agriculture to consult with the governors and chief law enforcement officers on a regulatory program, which will then be submitted to the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture for approval. All right. Okay. Cool. To maintain information on all land where cultivation takes place, procedures for testing THC levels in hemp, and procedures for disposing of products that violate THC content restrictions. So, basically, if you're growing any plants that have a high THC concentration, higher than 0.3%, your shit's going to be taken away and it's probably going to be burned and you're never going to see it again. So, again, don't grow marijuana, grow hemp. God, my allergies are still killing me today. I've been trying to do that quiet this whole time, but it's just it's just been bothering me. I'll be real with you. So, yeah, don't grow anything with more than 0.3% THC in it, and it's considered completely fucking legal under certain legislations. World history of hemp. Hemp has been cultivated on a global scale for thousands of years. Uh, the oldest evidence of hemp cultivation is a rope, which dates back to 26,900 BCE, found in the Czech Republic. All right. Some of the earliest known prolific uses of hemp began in China around 10,000 BCE, where it was used for making clothes, rope, and paper. The Young Shao people... Yangshao, Yangshao, I don't know how to pronounce that. Somebody that is better at Chinese than me, please help me out. Live in China from roughly 5,000 BCE, wove hemp and pressed into their pottery. Oh, cool. From 5,000 to 300 BCE, the plant was also grown in Japan and used for fiber and paper. All right. Cannabis played a large role in the Greco-Roman cultures as a source of fiber, intoxication, and medicine. Ooh. They found seeds in the ruins of Pompeii and Greek rhetorician Athenius. I think it's Athenius, made made note of hemp being used to make rope between 170 and 230 BC or CE. Oh, okay, cool. Roman author and naturalist Pliny the Elder also made reference to a cannabis root decoration de- decoction as a treatment for joint stiffness and gout in the first century BCE. Alright, cool. Neat. Native American civilizations that predate Columbus's arrival. Pre-Columbian native civilization found in Virginia. Vikings who used hemp for making ropes and sails may have also brought seeds with them when they attempted to colonize the New World. All right. Jamestown settlers introduced hemp to colonial America in the 1600s for rope, paper, and other fiber-based products. They even imposed fines on those who didn't produce the crop themselves. President George Washington and Thomas Jefferson grew hemp. You know, I read something once, and I thought it was a joke when one of my old buddies in school told me that George Washington grew weed. But he did pull something up and Google it, and this this exact same shit happened. Like, 
World War II hemp resurgence was short-lived, though, until the passing of the 2014 Farm Bill, the Controlled Substances Act of 1970 kept industrial production dormant. Sweet. Is hemp a drug? Hemp itself is a plant. CBD, which might be considered a drug, can be made from hemp. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved a CBD-based drug as a treatment for epilepsy. Apparently, it helps with everything from cancer to acne. All right. Is hemp legal in Australia? Certain parts of the hemp plant are legal in Australia. Is hemp legal in NZ? I'm assuming that means New Zealand. The country has a licensing program for those interested in growing certain cultivars of hemp that contain less than 0.35% THC, ooh, higher than the United States. What is hemp used for medicinally? A state above CBD-derived hemp's variety of uses, FDA-approved drug to treat childhood epilepsy, scientists looking at CBD to treat or ease symptoms of, get ready for the list, guys, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, cancer, inflammation, pain, including chronic and neuropathic pain, PTSD, depression, sleep disorders, bipolar disorder, social anxiety disorder, he even cites his sources, my guy. This guy, this dude had it all freaking down. He even cited his sources. But you know what? I'm going to say it right here. The difference between hemp and marijuana. Marijuana has a higher THC, in conclusion anyways. Marijuana has a much higher THC content than hemp plants. Yes, you can still smoke hemp. It's higher in CBD. Probably much higher in CBD. It can help with all these different disorders and like mental problem, mental disorders and problems that you can have. Not take it away like magic, but help ease the symptoms of such things. And yet we still have marijuana classified as like a major drug offense in the United States. If you're caught with too much of it, if you're sneaking around, if you're posting it on social media too much, i.e. me, probably. I'm probably on some government list, let's not lie. But like, there's all kinds of things, all kinds of things that it's useful for and can promote the better health of. And you know what, guys? I'm going to end it on that because there's a lot of thoughts running through my head right now that I could let out. But it's it's there's some very hot topics up there in my head popping off. And I think I'm just going to write them down and save them for another episode. So anyways, guys, that's the difference between hemp and weed. One has more uh, THC in it. The other more CBD. One's better as like a therapy thing. The other one will make you eat an entire Costco pizza in one sitting. Anyways, guys, have a great night. Enjoy your wake and bake. Stay lifted, stay stoned, and stay happy. I will talk to everybody tomorrow. Catch you later. Bye-bye.